As we head toward Memorial Day, Nickerson Excavation and Construction asks everyone to stop and remember the sacrifices made by our military veterans in defense of our nation's liberty. Serving the New Limerick area for over 50 years, Nickerson Excavation and Construction is your one-stop shop for all your excavation, drainage, and road construction needs, offering good old family-friendly service. For an estimate or bid, please call Nickerson Excavation at 207-532-9391. That's 207-532-9391. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. This is A Different Perspective with Kevin Randall. A retired U.S. Lieutenant Colonel, Kevin Randall has been studying UFOs for nearly 50 years. Kevin has investigated some of the most famous UFO cases in the world and has been consulted for dozens of documentaries about UFOs. Considered one of the leading experts into the Roswell UFO crash of 1947, Kevin has written more than 25 books about UFOs, including the recently published Roswell in the 21st century. Now, here is the host of A Different Perspective, Kevin Randall. Even though you cannot tell, I am back from Roswell. I am sitting in my plush radio studio. I will be joined shortly by Robert Schaefer. He of uh, Bad UFOs, which is a uh, uh, website that you can take a look at, www.badufos.com. And he is one of the leading skeptics, I think, in the 
I was going to say the free world, but I will say the entire world. Uh, just a little preliminaries here. Uh, the next few weeks, we will be um, reviewing my trip to Roswell. I've got some interesting guests coming up. Don Schmidt will be on. Um, Kathleen Marden, who was the niece of Barney and Betty Hill, will be on. And uh, Alexander Rojas will be on to talk about the um, unidentified and the Tic Tacs. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to have Robert on the show is because uh, he has some interesting information to share about that. For those who are interested, which includes me, by the way, Robert Schaefer is a writer with a lifelong interest in astronomy and a question of life on other worlds. He is one of the leading skeptical investigators of UFOs and wrote Skeptical Vibrations column in the Skeptical Inquirer for almost 40 years. Oh, my Lord, he's almost as old as I am. In his book, Psychic Vibrations... Um, in his book, Psychic Vibrations reprints some of the columns. His most recent book, Bad UFOs, which is also the name of the blog, which I mentioned earlier, that casts a skeptical eye on claims about UFOs. He is also the author of UFO Sightings and has appeared on many radio and TV programs. His writings and reviews have appeared in such diverse publications as Omni. For those of you who don't remember, it was sort of a fancy science fiction magazine back in the uh, 1980s, 1990s. A Scientific American, Spaceflight, Astronomy, The Humanist, Free Inquiry, Reason, and others. He is a founding director and past chairman of the Bay Area Skeptics, a local skeptics group in the San Francisco Bay Area, which makes perfect sense to me. Uh, Robert lives near San Diego, California. He has worked as a daddy, data communications engineer in the Silicon Valley and sings professional opera productions. Oh, my God, not opera. Robert Shaver, welcome to A Different Perspective. Thank you, Kevin. Yes. Oh, my goodness, opera. How can that be? <laughs> <laughs> they just scream at the top of their voices and annoy me. Let me ask you a question that springs to my mind immediately. Is there a UFO sighting that you found that you actually think might be unidentified, which is not necessarily to suggest that it's an alien spacecraft, but there is no real solid explanation for? No, uh, I mean... It's true that there are uh, some cases we really, that they sound intriguing, but we really don't have a whole lot of, what can we say, final information about, uh, you know, people keep talking about Cash Landrum case in 1980, and supposedly they had these physical effects after their sighting and so on. Then when you try to look at it carefully, you find, well, these physical effects really aren't that well documented. And. You can't separate it from things that, you know, conditions that they had before and so on. So, I mean, you know, there's some of these cases that you can argue back and forth about. But as far as anything, it looks really convincing. Like, oh, my gosh, we've got to have some kind of a remarkable explanation for this. No, I don't know anything that's quite in that category. What about level land? Because you had the air, the object interacting with the environment, you have multiple witnesses at multiple locations independently right. reporting well, something. Again, it's uh, again, I don't, I don't have, I'm not really up on the the full details of that. I, I would admit that sounds like one of the better cases, but again, when you hear about effects and so on, you you have to really look into this carefully and see, you know, exactly what was reported and when, and uh, were these completely independent and so on. So, uh, no, I agree it would be, it probably would be good to look, uh, you know, to get more information on that one. And of course, the further back this gets in time, because what are we talking here, 1957 or something? That's, uh, by now, that's ancient history. 
uh, just about a week. Us old guys were uh, kids back then, so uh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> well, I, I was just thinking. I was just thinking that. I mean, you can pretty well establish the independent nature of a lot of the witnesses because it wasn't reported in the media and they were calling the sheriff's department or the police department in Leveland um, all around the same time. So there, there was really very little opportunity for cross-contamination. And uh, the, the thing that bothers me about Leveland, and I didn't mean to go off on this tangent, but the thing that bothers me about Leveland is that NICAP, which was run by Don Kehoe, the civilian right. organization- the UFO group at the time. Yeah. And, and the Air Force were busy arguing over how many witnesses there were and how many locations, rather than bothering with trying to gather the facts of the, uh, of the landing, or the landing, of the interaction uh, between the, the craft and the, the witnesses. Uh, so, you know, that's one of the things that bothered me about that. But, but the thought that crossed my mind, because I, you know, I, we've, we've kind of talked about this for, before, but uh, um, I've always been of the opinion that you could find a case that was you couldn't you couldn't explain in the mundane, which doesn't lead you to the extraterrestrial by any means. But are skeptics willing to say, "Hey, we just we just don't know. We don't have a good explanation for it." Well, it would depend on the case. Like I said, I haven't really I've read you know kind of the summary of uh, level and case, but as far as you know going into it in some detail, I haven't. Uh, you know, I suppose if you wanted, we could uh, do that at some later time. I need a little time to uh, dig into no, this and see what no. to say. One thing that did occur to me was, again, people talk about ball lightning. And I thought of ball lightning as one possibility for that case. However, I'm not sure that I really believe in ball lightning or not. It's it's one of those things that's, you know, on the one hand, there seems to be some evidence for it. And on the other hand, it's one of those things that just uh, keeps getting reported, but never really gets, you know, you know, conclusively demonstrated, conclusively photographed uh, and videoed. So uh, and also that, you know, this, the physics of um, so-called ball lightning seems to be rather dubious, which is not to say that it's impossible, but it just that kind of would count as a strike against it. Well, that's, it's interesting you bring up the ball lightning because the Air Force explained the Leveland sightings as ball lightning. Right. And I thought it was very funny that you're explaining something that we're not even sure exists to explain something else that we're not even sure exists. Right. As I said, I'm not even sure about the ball lightning existing. Well, that was that was what caught my attention. I thought it was kind of interesting. I didn't mean to get off on this tangent, but it was a question <laughs> that just well, it was a question that just kind of popped into my mind because I know when uh, Hector Quintanella was investigating the Socorro landing, uh, he could not come up with an explanation, and he finally labeled it as unidentified. I think in his book he said that he was sure that the explanation for it resided in Lonnie Zamora's mind, meaning there was. <laughs> Meaning that it was made of something that Zamora observed or saw or thought that that would provide an explanation, but he just never got to it. And I thought it was interesting that we have a case where there's occupants, creatures seen that the Air Force actually labeled as unidentified. And I mean, at the time, he was the Air Force guy on that. So right. I, it just kind of struck me that that he didn't try to force fit some kind of explanation to Scorrell. Even with the creatures, and I just wondered if if a, a number of the skeptics, and I'm thinking of skeptic as opposed to debunker, had ever uh, uh, come across a case as well. I just don't have an explanation for it. It's an interesting case. Doesn't necessarily prove their spacecraft, but it's an interesting case. 
Well, I recall uh, you wrote uh, a piece uh, a year or so ago, essentially asking, uh, you know, did Zamora make the whole thing up? And it's an interesting thought because actually, and I wrote a uh, a blog piece uh, about that. If you go to the bad UFOs and in the search box up in the corner, just enter Zamora and it should come right up. And in which I, I talk about the problems of, uh, well, you know, let's, let's uh, set aside for the moment any claims about an extraterrestrial. Um, could it be uh, like a, a hot air balloon? The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your Quarter Pounder. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Or a, a propane-powered hot air balloon, which kind of fits the description to some extent, and could have two guys jumping out. But it, it you know, and then I, I go into what's wrong with each one of these explanations. I mean, a thing like that would probably take ten minutes to disappear or more, you know, as it as it lifted, and uh, apparently it allegedly disappeared rather quickly. And uh, then you know, then there's a student hoax hypothesis, and we've heard a lot about that. And again, in theory, that could be, but exactly what did they hoax and how did they do it? And then how did they get away after doing it? Because any of these scenarios would have the hoaxer or whoever would still be there, maybe a thousand feet away or however far from uh, Samora, so that when the second officer arrives, which is just a short time later, presumably the hoaxer would still be there, but they weren't. So, you know, and... (laughs) I don't know if I had to come up with an explanation right now, I would say the thing that that is the least unlikely is, as we said before, uh, did he Zamora just make the whole thing up? Was it his hoax? Rather well, let me let me let me stop. Let me stop you here because I'm going to have to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll explore this a little further and then we'll try to get to the ATIP program and, and the stuff that uh, has been going on lately. It may lead us to, to uh, disclosure, but I wanted to just kind of pose that question to you. And since we we're off on Zamora, I think we need to take a, uh, a look at that. I'll have more information up about my Roswell trip and other things at my blog at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And of course, like I said, Robert Schaefer is bad, www.badufos.com and he has alternative explanations for a lot of this stuff. We will be back right after this, so please stick around.
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. I am here with Robert Schaefer, one of the leading skeptics, and I think a fairly bright fellow. When we left, we were talking about Lonnie Zamora and the possibility that there was something in Lonnie Zamora's head that would explain the Socorro sighting. And back a, quite a while ago, and I was doing a show with Ben Moss and Tony Angiola, and they were talking about how three people had called the police station before Lonnie Zamora had gone out to find the thing, talking about this thing in the sky. And I'd asked them repeatedly, did you check the police logs? And they never gave me a good answer. But as I was looking through the case file, I found a report by Richard Holder, who was the uh, Army officer who was stationed at the White Sands Missile Range, and his duty station was closer to Socorro than Alamogordo. So he lived in Socorro, and he was one of the first people on the, on the scene. And he wrote a report that very night, April 24, 1964. That very night, he wrote that uh, three people had called the police department. Nobody bothered to get their names. Nobody tried to find them. But there's evidence that at least three other people saw the thing in the air, something in the air, heard the roar of the thing prior to Zamora going out and finding it. That seems to lift it away from Zamora making something up or inventing the hoax in some fashion. Right. So that would tend, assuming if we accept that, that would tend to suggest that the, that would tend to favor, I think, the propane hot air balloon hypothesis. Because remember, at this time, not today, the, uh, the hot air balloon, the propane balloon, is a, is a familiar sight, especially in New Mexico, but in many places. But at this time, we're talking 1964, and it was actually a sort of an experimental thing. There weren't very many of them around, and you know they were not commercially available. And it was, uh, you know, it was a big deal when one of those things would be seen. So I suppose it's possible that somebody from somewhere nearby had had. And that would explain the whoosh, you know, when, they, when this thing fires the propane, you know, and the fire to to generate the 
warm air to cause the balloon to rise. Uh, but but, the, but as I said, the only problem with that is that I would think it would take a long time for that balloon to rise up in the air and disappear. Uh, whereas if the other officer came relatively quickly and didn't see it, then, well, I really don't know for sure what to say. And we have the landing traces on the ground. Right. Not, so not something, to be... either somebody hoaxed it or something landed there like a hot air balloon and made the, the impressions in the, in the soil. But it sounds like you would concede that we really don't have a good explanation for what Lonnie Zamora saw. It is right. Very I would definitely... say it's not it's not a hundred percent that we can say what exactly happened there. No, well, that was all I was getting at. Yeah, I think we've come to a wonderful conclusion here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we agree on something. Hot damn! Yeah. I didn't say that in the video, by the way. Well, that's, uh, did, did you want to make another comment about the Zamora case before I move on? Uh, no, no, that <laughs> So we have a, we have a case. We actually have a couple of cases that may be, in fact, unidentified, which does not take us to the extraterrestrial, but something interesting was going on in these locations. Level land, which, by the way, isn't all that far from Socorro when you look at the entirety of the United States. Uh -huh. uh, and then we could throw in the Lubbock Lights and a few other things right around that area and just really kind of cram UFOs into the uh, that yeah, area of Mexico. I don't think that those the Lubbock lights amount to very much. Uh, but but there are the photo. But there are the photographs. Yeah, but the photo the photographs um, they don't. First of all, the witnesses say the photographs don't really match what they saw. Second of all, the photo the, he's got what is it two photos there I think or three, and there was no. Um, I forget exactly what the analysis says, but basically, given that they are in the same relative positions in all the photographs, it's like he 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 made some sort of an object and photographed it. And I, I mean, it's they're just they're just light. It's just black and white. It's, it's, it's just black and white, and it's blobs blobs in the sky and kind blobs, of a, a, yeah, a and, deep shaped uh, formation. Almost certainly, the photograph is a hoax. The the witnesses saw something very likely. Well, let, let me let me break. I actually talked to Carl Hart Jr., the, the man who took the photographs. He was 19 yeah. at the time. Right. And I was in Lubbock in in the mid 1990s on a different investigation, and on a lark, I looked his name up in the phone book. Lo and behold, he was there. So I called him. Yeah. So at this time, he's in his 60s. And you know as well as I do that 99% of the UFO photographs are taken by teenage boys, and 99% of those are hoaxes. <laughs> yeah, probably. But but they eventually come out and tell us it's a hoax. And some of the, the famous UFO photographs have been admitted hoaxes now. Yes. Uh, when I talked to Hart in the mid-1990s, and there's absolutely no ramifications if he'd hoaxed the photographs, and he, uh, the Air Force had threatened him, um, with all kinds of dire consequences if he was if he was lying to them, as did the newspaper and a number of other people said, you know, you if you've hoaxed this, you're in big trouble with us. And I asked him at the time, what did you photograph? He says, I still don't know. So I don't think he hoaxed them, which again doesn't take us to the extraterrestrial. It just means well, I don't think that, that yeah, Hart photos don't. It just means that if he did hoax them, he won't admit it. That too. That it, it doesn't it, really prove much one way or the other. I just was I was just caught by the sincerity and I happened to have a chance to talk to the guy um, in the mid 1990s and his he seemed to be very sincere about it and he just gave no kind of indication that he'd hoaxed them or anything like that and he just said I don't know what I photographed so I, it was just kind of but the real point is Lubbock isn't that far from Leveland which we were talking about yeah. which isn't all that far from Roswell which isn't all that far from Socorro so you've got all this interesting UFO activity. 
I mean, you've discovered a cousin of the Bermuda Triangle. This is the Southwest UFO Triangle where <laughs> cases occur. Yes, there you go. Well, the reason I had called you originally or proposed this program to you originally was to talk about unidentified and the ATIP program and all of that sort of thing. I didn't have an opportunity to see the last uh, episode because I was down in Roswell and we were doing all kinds of Roswellian things. And I think at the time <laughs> it was on, we were actually eating dinner at the Cattle Baron. I was with Paul Davids and Don Schmidt and Tom Carey. Um, and we just had a nice little dinner there. And I mentioned all this just for, I guess, atmosphere. And, mm -hmm. and then the excuse, I didn't see the program. You, I'm sure you've watched the last episode. And I was surprised that Stephen Bassett didn't even like it. Yes, I was going to mention that. He said, uh, Stephen Bassett of, uh, what is this, a paradigm research. He's one of these guys who's always talking about disclosure. Any day now, we're going to have disclosure of all the government UFO secrets. And then he, uh, and I, I got this thing here. Uh, it says, uh, it talks about the, the so-called unexplained fires that was a, was a big thing in uh, the the episode six in, in Sicily, supposedly, you know, unexplained fires that, uh, well, here, here's what uh, Bassett says that, uh, it said the TTS, TTSASS, I, I don't think that's what he meant. Well, whatever. Could have well, I think what he's referring to is the two, the, 10 minutes. The, Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar. Text the word grade to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use. Text grade to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed. Text grade to 323232 right now and get started for just one dollar. Text grade to 323232 now. Text grade to 323232. He's referring to the two to the stars academy. I think is what right. he's referring to. That. Well, t yeah, okay. To to the stars. Uh, oh, academy of arts and sciences. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The helicopter rotor bird. The helicopter rotor hit birds. Also, it was not a military helicopter. It was uh, equivalent to a police helicopter. Um, you know, that's uh, good. He said, "Is if where did he say the, he was?" Uh, let's. See. The sixth episode of identify, Unidentified was flawed to the point of being grotesque. Every aspect of the production is designed to be dark and so on. Uh, PRG was surprised at the TTSA or TTSAS lack of credulity regarding those assertions by the Italians. But when he said, I, when he said lack of credulity, I think he means their credulity or their lack of skepticism regarding uh, And, you know, this guy, you know, Stephen Baird is, you know, believes in a whole lot of uh, oddball stuff. And it, you mean you mean Stephen Bassett? Stephen Bassett? Stephen yeah. Bassett? Yeah, Stephen Bassett. Yeah. If even he is is essentially, you know, is is calling him out on this or being gullible, 
And that's, you ain't have to be TTSA gullible in the extreme to, to just believe all these stories. Also, I've been doing a little bit of uh, research on this. Uh, the guy who is their um, source, TTSA's source on this, this guy, Pedruccio, is, um, it turns out he's not just a ufologist uh, and uh, some sort of, uh, I'm trying to recall what else he does. He's in the, supposedly he's in the Navy or something or retired from the Italian Navy. And uh, he also has this device, which is supposed to be like a cancer detection device, some electrical thing. Well, I contacted um, uh, Dr. Harriet Hall about this. She is known as the Skepdoc. She is a um, she's a frequent contributor to uh, Skeptic Magazine and others uh, in terms of dubious health claims. Uh, I showed her information about this thing, described it to her. She says it's pure quackery. This this so-called so, so medical. So what, what you're what you're saying is there's has. their source in Italy, the guy who was talking right. about the heli right. helicopter that had been shot down or knocked down right. by some kind of beam. He has a device that he claims can cure cancer and she's suggesting that it's like all those electrical devices from the 20th century that could detect all kinds of maladies it's yeah. just not good science right well he's not i don't know if he's claiming that it treats cancer or that it just is a, like an early detection of cancer but you know one way or the other it's uh you know highly highly dubious well i think when you when, when you start when you start talking to witnesses and you, you it first impressed, I guess, maybe with their um, sincerity, and then you start getting into their background and you find they've been involved in all these other things, it certainly doesn't help their, uh, their credibility at all. We're going to have to take a short break here. I'm with Robert Schaefer, he of www.badufos.com. I, of course, am from www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And um, over the next few weeks, I'll be doing more about Roswell and talking about these sorts of things, including Stephen Bassett's surprising column about unidentified uh, that came out just recently in the last day or so. I yeah. will be back with That's Robert nice. Schaefer in just a moment. So please stick around. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hydes can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? 
Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. I am still here and Robert Schaefer is still here, which is not surprising, I suppose. We were talking about the last episode of Unidentified and the Italian military officer who was, uh, I guess, the source of some of their information. And you were suggesting something about his background in, in creating a device that would, would detect cancer as opposed to cure it. And I right. was, that certainly doesn't help his credibility. No, no, it doesn't. It's, uh, it's you know, it's one of these uh, dubious electrical devices. It's uh, according to, uh, you know, the according to medical establishment, if you will, that, uh, you know, it's 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 not valid. It's quacky. It's based on dubious, very dubious principles. He was also now this guy, uh, Vedruccio claimed, Club Bruno Vedruccio claims he has a Ph.D. in electronic engineering, although he doesn't say where he obtained it from which school. Uh, he says he invades and invents and patents the bioscanner, the medical diagnostic device. He was talking about um, electromagnetic energy and electromagnetic vibrations and frequencies. He's saying that the UFOs have certain frequencies, that they sent out this ray, supposedly, that the UFO that was following out of the helicopter allegedly shot out an electromagnetic ray and hit the helicopter, which damaged the blades and forced it to land. And uh, I've been trying to get more information about this. Nobody seems to have uh, much. Some people are making statements. Uh, uh, Bassett said that the helicopter blades hit a bird, and that's possible, but I'm, I don't know what his source for that information is. Somebody else posted in the discussion of this, that, the, that an investigation supposedly ruled out the possibility that it was a bird. But again, they don't specify anything. So at this point, we just have a lot of people making claims. But at this point, there's no reason to think that, you know, that a helicopter having a problem uh, and having to land uh, is uh, has anything is anything out of the ordinary about this. Well, let me, as probably the only helicopter pilot in this discussion, that, yes, between you and me. I remember that, yes. And uh, some of the other people involved, I, I know that if um, something damages the blades in some fashion, I think mainly a bullet's coming through them because that was my yeah, experience with them. <laughs> but it sets up a vibration. It can set up a vibration which uh, could shake the aircraft apart. So if you start getting this vibration, the one thing you want to do is land immediately yeah. if you can. Uh, but by the same token, you know, bullets going through the rotor blades don't necessarily set up the bad vibrations. You can you can get. You can get around it. Uh, I don't remember any of our guys ever hitting a bird with the rotor blades, although we had a couple of bird strikes, um, b b birds coming through the windshield and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. 
But that, it just doesn't sound very credible to me at all. But as I say, I didn't see the program because uh, I was busy having dinner. Yeah. Well, it doesn't specify exactly what happened. We really don't have any good uh, firsthand information uh, about this incident, the helicopter incident. Some people are trying to dig to find that now. So uh, hopefully before too long, we should have a little more information, know exactly what happened. But again, there's no there's no solid evidence that anything out of the ordinary happened here. Well, let's let's move on to the entire unidentified program and Ilanzio, no, uh, Luis Ilanzio and all of this uh, sort of Elis thing. Elizondo. Elizondo. Elizondo, yes. Uh, yeah, well, he is now uh, pretty much the voice of To the Stars uh, in terms of the media uh, and the TV program. I think they decided that, um, you know, Tom DeLong comes across as a little too uh, unserious and a little too credulous. Uh, if you go back through the things that you know that he has said, uh, I posted one of those um, videos from several years ago of Tom DeLong on my uh, blog. I posted the the link with the with the caption, "Dude, where's my saucer?" You know, referring back if you saw that movie as a comedy about these guys get all drunk and stoned and can't remember where their car is and wander all over, and it. it it, if somebody asked Tom DeLonge, well, what about, tell me, who you want to hear about the aliens, man? Let me tell you about the pyramids on Mars, you know, and this kind of thing. And you're thinking, my God, anybody is taking this guy seriously for anything concerning UFOs? Uh, and then, now, Elizondo was, you know, he okay, he worked for the Pentagon, and he apparently was in some sort of military intelligence position. And he claims he ran this government uh, UFO program. The, well, let, uh, me, let, me, let me break in here to say one thing that bothers me immensely about all of this. Yeah. Um, we had a program last week, uh, the, the one, number five or number four, I forget which one, where they were looking at his military memorabilia, but they never give you a feeling for what position he held or what rank he held. And in the military, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of different military uh, intelligence specialties. And I always, you know, I was an intelligence officer uh, in Iraq. And, and I always tell people my job was more like a journalist, more like a reporter. I was gathering information that I could pass along to our guys who are running convoys and that sort of thing and riding with the convoys and making observations uh, along along the uh, convoy routes and that sort of thing. So that doesn't really give me any expertise in running some of these other programs. And I, I could never get a sense of exactly what he did, what rank he held and what kind of military specialty he had. Right. Well, I don't know that either. I'm not sure anyone else does. Maybe you could get him on your program and uh, ask him those questions. But as I understand it, he and the other guys from uh, To The Stars will basically they'll only take softball questions from friendly journalists like this guy. What is it? Brian Bender of Politico, who wrote several of the articles about them. Well, it turns out he's sort of like their house uh, reporter. He turns up on the program all the time to say, oh, what important and significant thing this is that they're doing. And uh, but, you know, he's not going to ask questions like that. But uh, some of these other guys, what was the name of the guy who wrote the uh, the other piece that questioned? Uh, um, uh, well, uh, Green, Greenwald, John Greenwald, from, John Greenwald, uh, and, and Jan, they, John Greenwald. Right. He He's one of the he got he check this out, the Pentagon absolutely denies that Elizondo worked in any way with AATIP. The, well, what, there, there, he, was, he was on a distribution list, which is He not, was on a distribution list. Uh, probably a lot of other people were too, but 
he didn't he was not the head of this in fact he didn't work for it and that's that's been confirmed uh, uh a couple of different times by you know pentagon spokesmen so but he but has never really explained this well, why why are they saying this and why is he saying something different well, I, I understand that, and it's worried me greatly. And I would think that if you're in that kind of position in this program, if you've got wonderful um, educational credentials, a PhD from a uh, prestigious college. I mean, my PhD comes from a, a basically an online school, but it is accredited. But it's still, it's not that great of a, a, um, a situation. It's not like I got it from Harvard or MIT or something like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, so. Um, but they, they never mention his, his educational background. They never really talk about his military service and what he did in the service. And I got the impression, and, and it's my impression only, that, that he was some kind of mid-level NCO, a non-commissioned officer, a sergeant of some kind, rather than one of the top officers running it. So I'm, I'm bothered by that. I talked to Alejandro uh, Rojas about this over the weekend, and the program will be coming up here, by the way, in a couple of weeks on, uh, on, on the, a different perspective, who says that he's kind of talked to him about that and got some information on it and said that you know his credentials are a little bit better than they're shown on the television program, but I still haven't seen anything to answer my questions about it. Right. And, you know, if these guys want to be taken seriously, I mean, they've, they've got to come forward and they've got to do uh, better than this, uh, you know, and, and especially now that we've seen that they've, they've basically they, they've been taken in by this Italian uh, snake oil salesman uh, and they don't seem to have the least bit of uh, skepticism about what he is claiming. You know, the thing is, these guys are masquerading as experts. Elizondo is an expert on UFOs because supposedly he ran this program. Tom DeLong is also an expert. Let's face it, they're not. I mean, and I've chronicled on there. Um, I've got all kinds of articles on my blog about Elizondo and TTSA and so on to the stars. And uh, I mean, he made a number of mistakes when he was in Italy to speak to these guys. And he's talking, for example, about the um, the Washington, D.C. flap of 1952, and he's showing hoax photos, uh, and he's, you know, saying that this was widely witnessed by thousands. Well, no, it wasn't. It was primarily just a radar thing, you know, the jet pilots and so on. And it, so, you know, he's made a, a number of mistakes. It's evident that as far as being an expert, Kevin, you're far more of an expert on UFOs than either one of them is, or any of these other people, you know, who we know, Britt Rutkowski, or you mentioned Alejandro, uh, you know, or people like this, or Mark D'Antonio, these people know far more about UFOs than Elizondo does. They wouldn't make crude mistakes like this. And so, uh, you know, it's, I have to go back to the idea that To The Stars is an entertainment company. And... And they've been very successful at that. And Tom DeLong must be a very good in terms of running a successful uh, promotional thing. You know, he's promoted himself as a as a rock singer, as a musician, and he's been very successful at that. And now he's apparently, you know, turning those skills to promoting himself and his colleagues as uh, experts on UFOs. When in fact they're not. They really. It's like they have no idea what went on. Before them, they came along to this thing a couple of years ago, certainly within the last 10 years, maybe the last five years. And now they they are claiming, you know, that they that 
they're the experts and we should take seriously what they say. Well, let me stop you right there because I'm going to have to break away for the last of our commercial messages. Uh, when we come back, I want to ask you about um, the Navy sightings because we need to separate Alexandro from the uh, Navy sightings and that sort of thing. The blog is www.badufos.com. Mine, of course, is www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And since we were talking about Socorro, I will mention Encounters in the Desert, which is my book about the Socorro landings. We will be back right after this, so stick around. Foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the national security state. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through trinday.com or amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. 
I am here with Robert Schaefer. We are not in Roswell. Uh, those shows will be coming up later. Um, when we went away, we were talking about um, the leader of this uh, whole unidentified program and uh, some of the problems that I think a lot of us have with his background and his credentials. But the question I now have is that really doesn't affect the sightings being reported by the Navy, does it? Well, it's not directly relevant. You're right. Uh, let's let's uh, be a little more um, careful, or should we say accurate about this? Uh, sightings being reported by the Navy. Uh, the, the Navy officers. Is telling us that this, that these videos were released by the Navy. However, the Pentagon says that's not true. They did not release these. Uh, now, Elizondo gave uh, some sort of a document to uh, George Knapp, the reporter, you know, who is another one of these, uh, shall we say, friendly softball reporters for to the stars and probably anybody else who you know makes ufo claims like for example uh you know lazar i, I was just let's let, let, back, but, let's not go down that road now because right. we just oh, don't have time <laughs> but the point is that to the stars claims that the pentagon released these these videos they did not release them uh although they apparently did belong to the pentagon so so somebody leaked them and we don't know who leaked them Okay, well, let's, so, my, let's look at the videos themselves. They appear to be distant aircraft. Uh, Metabunk, I don't know if you're familiar with the site Metabunk. Uh, uh, it's uh, by Mick West, who is a skeptic. And he, he is looking at the specifics of individual sightings and individual claims. And he's got, so if you go to uh, Metabunk, I think it's .org. It's also on Facebook. It's also on Twitter. And it's also on YouTube. He's got Mick West has quite a few videos there. He shows, for example, one of them says uh, this gimbal UFO, the so-called, which is the one where the where the UFO appears to be tilted. Uh, the tic tac is where the one where it appears to be level, relatively level in the video. The gimbal UFO is proven as a rotating flare. In other words, that as the the, the what appears to be the rotation of the object itself is just because of the way that the camera moves in the gimbal and he illustrates this so what we're seeing are basically you know these pilots are told to well we have something on the radar at such and such a place they go up to this place well there's nothing up in the sky there's nothing that they see they look now in the case of the tic tac they look down and they see something in the water or near the water which is certainly you can't assume it's whatever was allegedly up in the air and is now down in the water it, you know, this happens all the time. People go out and they say, well, there's a UFO out over such and such a place. You go to such and such a place, you don't see anything. But, oh, look, over there in the other direction, there's a bright light, and that's Jupiter or something. So, I mean, this this is what happens. People will people will, will kind of seize upon whatever they see and, and, and tie it into what was supposed to have been there. There's nothing, you know, for example, the so-called go fast. It's just a parallax thing. It's it's either a bird or a, a balloon that because the aircraft, let's say the aircraft is at 20,000 feet or whatever, and the, the, let's say that the balloon is at 10,000 feet and they go over it at a very fast rate, hundreds of miles an hour, it's going to look like the balloon is moving backwards at hundreds of miles an hour with respect to the water. But again, that's just a parallax effect. So I'm saying if you want to get into the specifics of these videos themselves, I'd recommend to go to Metabunk and read the articles there that talk about this. 
Well, you have the Navy pilots who are also giving their eyewitness testimony of the objects they saw. So it's not just these well, very yeah, short that, videos. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. But now in the case of the Tic Tac, there was nothing in the air. So then they looked down at the ground and, oh, my gosh, there's something that looks, you know, in the water, white and oval shaped. Well, so, uh, in fact, one of the pilots on this thing said, well, it looked like first like a submarine. Well, maybe submarine surface or maybe a whale. There's a lot of whales in that part of, of the ocean right off the coast of California, Southern California, very common sites. Did they see a whale come up? Maybe it was a Moby Dick, the white whale. I don't think so, but maybe a gray whale. Uh, that's a possibility or it could have been. You know, who knows? Some sort of a uh, maybe even a, a balloon, not like a, like a blimp or something that was below them, but way below them. Uh, wouldn't again, they? The point wouldn't, is it just doesn't tie in with what they were originally seeing on the radars that, that was up. You know, now then then Elizondo was going to say, well, we have the observable that it went from eighty thousand feet down to zero feet, then went under the water. And no, that's his interpretation of it. That's not really an observable. But the we have we have trained Navy pilots and they're used to doing these sorts of things. And they're wouldn't not it be used to going out and looking for or being told there's uh, unidentified objects? They're not used to that sort of thing. Also, remember what Alan Hynek said when he did in his Hynek UFO report. He said that surprisingly, pilots, both military and civilian pilots, make relatively poor witnesses. Uh, and he shows some comparisons uh, and uh, some examples of this. So uh, just because, you know, somebody is a highly trained pilot, they're trained to fly the aircraft. They're not trained to, you know, observe and report. Um, well, I would I would argue I would argue that a fighter pilot is trained to observe and be able to determine what's coming at him or her because their lives depend on it if you get into a combat environment. Well, yes, but in terms of, you know, what has to be done to the aircraft and not in terms of, well, what is this thing and so on. I mean, we have so many examples of this, the famous Gorman dogfight going back to the classics of what was that, 1948 or something, way back there, 1950, something like that, uh, where a pilot apparently fought a so-called dogfight with a, with a balloon that had a light on it that he wasn't, uh, it was difficult for him to basically to tell you know, what was moving, uh, you see relative motion, you don't see absolute motion when you're in the air. And so, uh, you know, he he was mistaken. And, uh, and that's, you know, they, these are not the only, um, you know, instances like this. So uh, I don't, you know, again, I, I'm just what if there was what if there was additional videotape? And that, that's the thing that bothers me is we have everybody these... keeps talking about that, but nobody seems to have it. Yeah. But I was going to say, what I was going to say is you you got this very short videotape that seems inexplicable, and then you have some testimony from the the um, the pilots and the radar operators and a couple of other people. But if you, we saw the whole tape, maybe that resolves the whole issue. And, and so something is being disguised there. Well, maybe, but we don't have the whole tape. So, we you know, there's no point in speculating what it might reveal one way or the other. Um, I think a lot of this has been discussed already on Metabonk in terms of, you know, you can show that if you take a, a video, like an infrared video of a distant aircraft, you have something that looks, in many cases, very much like the Tic Tac and also with the, with the low data rate and everything that is, uh, you know, on these, I mean, these are, these are not high resolution videos. So um, it's, you know, it. You don't, just because you see a blur, you see, because the, the, 
you've got effects uh, from image processing and so on, especially in the infrared. If you remember going back to the very first article in the New York Times, uh, December 2017, that first broke this story about to the stars with Leslie Kane and was it Ralph uh, Blumenthal, um, both of whom, of course, are longtime UFO proponents, uh, that they talked about uh, what was it, glowing aura. So, oh, there's a glowing aura around this. That's supposed to be mystical. So we are the experts. We say there's a glowing aura and that's mystical. It's unexplained. No, it's not. It's just a, you know, uh, any infrared thing like that, it, it, with this, it, it has to do with the with image processing algorithms and the camera itself creates what looks like a glowing aura. And uh, you can see this even on a, you know, a video of a, of a jet, of a distant aircraft. So it shows, again, these people are jumping to conclusions about these videos that are not, that are not, you know, that are not substantiated by by actual fact, and they certainly have no knowledge of, of uh, how these cameras operate or anything. So it's, uh, you know, I, I think it really it shows very little, these, these videos. And so you're suggesting that um, the image on the cameras may be some kind of an artificial artifact based on the way the cameras operate and uh, the uh, situation or the terrain in which they're operating so we're no, getting the, the, the object it would be it would be a real object it almost certainly would be a distant jet aircraft either a military or or even a commercial because the, the infrared is measuring only the you know heat is not a, a is not an optical image now, so we're not so we're not looking over. at actual we're not looking at an actual photograph we're looking at an, uh, an infrared image of based well, on I think at some point they do switch over on the tic tac they do switch over to visible light um, but yeah, but mostly what we're seeing is the is the infrared and the and the so-called glowing auras and everything. Um, oh, oh, this, Robert, oh, Robert, this has been yeah. fascinating, but I'm out of time. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, so already, and I want to explore it further. Um, you say this metabug.org is a place to look at some of this conversation. Yes, of course, yes. and it's also it's on on um, Facebook and on Twitter. Meta M E T A B U N K. He's got. And, and several articles, and he's on, on YouTube also. And Mick West is the guy's name, M-I-C-K West, W-E-S-T. Uh, look him up on YouTube and on uh, Facebook and, uh, and on the Metabunk. Uh, and there's, you have, there's, a, there's a lot of information. There. And you have stuff at www.badufos.com. Right. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time with us tonight. I appreciate all the information you've given us. Okay, fantastic. My pleasure. I will have more information up at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And what I say, um, as I said in the beginning, I've interviewed a number of people down in Roswell. We'll be putting those programs on the air here uh, in the next few weeks. You'll get to hear some of the interesting things going on. And there were people I didn't get to, but I've got their uh information and they've agreed to come on the program to talk about other aspects of the Roswell case and even even a solution a place where the lost atoms for those of you interested in those sort of things the lost atoms is um, once again my blog is www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and we will return in 167 hours with stuff from Roswell so put that on your calendar and look us up thank you for listening
If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. 